Um, we're in a series called At The Movies. So here's what we'll do over the next uh, four weeks. We believe this. We believe church should be fun, number one. We, we love, that's one of, our, one of our core values is church should be fun and it shouldn't be boring because we don't believe Jesus was boring. So we don't think church should be boring. We thought Jesus was fun. We don't see a lot of fun stories. Like we don't see a lot of laughing in the Bible, but they had fun. I mean, how cool would it be to be able to walk on water? If that's not fun, I don't know what fun is. Or how fun would it be to say, hey, I need to get uh, your lunch and your lunch and your lunch and your lunch to get five little, five little boys, five little bags of lunches and send it around, the, send it around and feed 5,000 plus men. I mean, how fun would that be? And so we believe church ought to be fun. And so we're in at the movie. So here's what we do. Um, I think this is a pastor thing probably, but when I watch things on TV or when I watch movies, I'm always looking for something to take out of it and to learn from. And I think, I believe this, you can learn anything if you know the right questions to ask. I believe you can learn a lot of stuff if you're just looking to learn. I think when you come into church today, if you want to learn some stuff, you can learn some stuff. I think if you come to church today and you just want to come in here and hang out for a little bit, you can come and hang out and you can learn nothing. But when we watch these movies, I, I, when we watch these movies, we can begin to take things out of these movies and take some practical application that we can kind of apply to our lives. And, and I don't want you guys to get too far off. I don't want you to think I'm going to say, hey, this, is, this movie is actually better than the Bible. You can learn a lot from this. Obviously, we know that the Bible is what uh, we, learn, we learn from. And we're going to take some things out of these movies that we can apply to our lives. And we're going to bring some scripture along with them and, and show you guys in the scripture how, how God um, can, can use you. Uh, we're going to talk about a superhero today. And how many of you guys, how many of you young men in here today or maybe ladies in here today, how many of you guys, you've ever wanted to be a superhero? Let's be honest. Like, who, yeah, most of us in here today. And, and maybe if you didn't raise your hand, uh, maybe you, you're a closet superhero wannabe. You know, you're like, you're like I don't want to raise my hand because I'm in church. And, um, but I kind of really wish I could be a Wonder Woman, I think, just came out. Any of you ladies have seen that? I know that's right. And so some of you guys have saw that and uh, it looks good. It, it seems like it looks good. And I was talking to someone the other day. I'm like, I need to take my daughter to, to, to go and see that. Is it okay for a, a nine-year-old to see that movie? And I, I don't know, but we, if you wanted to be a superhero, I, I remember I, I wanted to be a superhero. I, I wanted to be Superman and um, we grew up kind of poor so I could never afford like a real cape. And uh, so I would go get a t-shirt or a towel and I would wrap it around um, my neck and I would run around the house and I would pretend like I was a superhero, Superman, I, I would fly in. I know Superman is not brown-skinned, um, but I, I pretended like, like I was. I just kind of put around my neck and I was just flying around the house and, and my dad sits on the front row, Happy Father's Day. It's, when you go to church with your dad, you can just tell him Happy Father's Day. It makes it really easy. And, um, but I remember as a kid, if, they, if my, my mom or dad weren't there, then I would fly because then I could jump on the couches and I would just jump out as far as I could and pretend like I was flying. Hopefully the wind caught the, the, the cape and it would fly through the through the air, and I remember wanting to be uh, Spider-Man. I thought that was so cool. Spider-Man was awesome. He, I mean, the guy could shoot webs out, and he could fly across, but everybody wants to fly. Who doesn't want to be bigger, faster, and stronger? Wonder Woman, she just looks tough. I mean, she can beat most of you guys up in this room. Like, she's just, she's just tough. I remember growing up and wanting to be all these. You wanted the speed, you wanted the power, and you wanted the strength maybe but there's a new superhero out I, I wonder if any of you guys I'm gonna invite him up here come on fly up here I wonder if any of you guys have ever wanted to be an Ant-Man I mean let's give it up for Ant-Man today I mean in, in reality Ant-Man get out of here awesome you're just you're just a little guy Ant-Man you're a big little guy but you really fit into that costume Ant-Man you look good though but no one probably has ever wanted to be an ant. 
You, you, never, you never found someone growing up saying, man, I wish I could be super small so no one, no one could really notice me. You want, we, I think we like the superheroes, the Superman, the Spider-Man, because we want to be, we want to be noticed. You know, we, we want to look strong. I've seen guys wear the Superman t-shirts that has the fake abs. You know, I feel like, you're, I feel like it's a, that's a classic Father's Day gift to give your dad because you get to a certain age and you have dad bod, you know, and you don't have that. So you have to wear a t-shirt to make you have those, those abs. But nobody ever wanted to be an Ant-Man. But one of the things I wanted to focus on today, I wanted you to know today, if you're in here, God uses the common to do the uncommon. God can use the common to do the common. Even though you may feel common, God still wants to bring opportunities in your path for you to be an uncommon greatness. Are you ready to be great? We're going to work a little bit backwards today, but in that clip there, I want to catch you up if you haven't seen any of, of this movie there. And that, that's pretty close to the, to the end of the movie, but this guy, he, he comes into the picture and he spends his whole life being something that he didn't want to be. He was a common, a common person. He was an average, ordinary person. And you see, and as we watch some of these clips throughout this movie, we're going to see here in this story right here, he actually becomes a, a superhero. He gets this costume on and he figures out how to become this Ant-Man. He makes, if you've, been, if you've been in any kind of movie or seen any kind of superhero movie, he makes it all the way through the very end of the movie. He figures out how to use it and how to harness his, his superpowers and how to use this idea of becoming an ant and how he could, sometimes it seems such a common thing. It seems so ordinary. It seems impossible to do anything great being a little ant. How many of you guys have ever seen an, an ant in your house? It doesn't mean you're, you're dirty. It just means you've seen an ant before in your house. It means your kid is tracking stuff. Or maybe in your car, if you're like your car is anything like my car, maybe, you, maybe you've seen an ant in your car because we have two and a half year old twins. So sometimes there's some food that gets in, in that car. But you see in, that, in, in the story here, he, he finds out how to harness this power being a small little ant. And he could shrink down and he could become super small. And he can become, become super small. And then after he becomes super small, he actually has, finds the ability to become bigger and greater again. And one of the things that I wanted you to know in here today that when you're gonna be, if you're gonna be used by God, you have to understand that God can use the common to do the uncommon things. You can look at your life and say, Wes, I don't have a lot of superpowers. I, I, Wes, I'm really not, I, I'm, not that, I'm not that incredible, Wes. I'm actually, actually, I'm just an average I'm just an average, an average guy. Wesley, I, I feel like sometimes when I, when I live my life, I really feel like I don't have a whole lot to offer. Maybe you're here today and you see people up here on the, up here on the team and they're leading worship, or maybe you're at your job and, and you're watching your boss run around and maybe he's a high-level exec and you're thinking, well, I don't really have a whole lot of gifts and Wes, I don't have a whole lot of talents and abilities. Or maybe you're here today and you're like, well, you know what, I'm, I'm here. I'm just, a, I'm just an average dad, Wes. I'm not, an, I'm not a super incredible dad here today, Wes. I'm just an average kind of Joe. I'm just an average... God, I want you to know that God can use the common. He can use the ordinary. He can use the nothing kind of special kind of person to do something incredible. In Proverbs chapter three, verses five through six, the Bible says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take in your in and of yourself in your own power, you're really not that great, and and that's okay. At first, when I was a middle school student, high school student, that would offend me. 
that would frustrate me. That'd make me mad to say, if you read the Bible and say, yeah, Wes, in and of yourself, Wes, you're not that great. But this Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter three, if we trust in God and we lean into God, that we can do some incredible things. We can do some pretty, God can do some incredible things through you and through me if we partner up with him. And a lot of superheroes, this guy, Ant-Man, he's a, he's a solo guy. He gets some different guys along the way and he partners up. But we see some of these superheroes, they're, they're kind of loners and they're all by their by themselves, and you and I, if we're gonna do anything great, we have to partner up with God. We have to partner up with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Derek sang that song today. We find our hope, we find our peace, we find our strength only when we're partnered up with Jesus Christ. If we're not partnered up with Jesus Christ, we find ourselves lonely. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26, remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you are wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Instead, God chose things that the world considered foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose the things that are powerless to shame those, to shame those who are powerful. God chose the things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all, and used them to bring nothing what the world considers Important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. And this truth here in 1 Corinthians chapter 26, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 26, 29, the Bible tells us that God does incredible things with the uncommon things. God looks at the world, and we look at the world and say, oh, that's great. A lot of us, we say, what's great? You would start saying, well, a big, a big house, Wes, that's, that's greatness. Or Wes, a lot of money, Wes, that's great. Or, or the, the, the perfect spouse, or Wes. And we list all the things that list as greatnesses, and God says, hey, I define greatness a little bit different than you define greatness. All the things that we think are super important, and maybe some of them are good things, but sometimes when they're in the wrong order, they can become bad things. And God says, hey, I'm using this. I've got a, I've got a different kind of economy. I use a different kind of world order. The truth is today that you're amazing, not because of who you are, but of who God has created you to be. Whenever you and I can lock in and we can tie in to what God's called us to be, whenever we can unite with who God's called us to be, then we can do incredible things. The truth is, the fact is this, that faithfulness is the thing that actually develops you. I think a lot of us think, man, I'm just getting, if I can just get this big gift, this incredible gift, then I'll be ready. But the order for us to get that great gift, the order for us to be the thing that God's called us to be, he's calling all of us to be the same exact thing. And here's the thing, he's calling you and I to be faithful. He wants you and I to follow him and be faithful to him. It's important to know who you were created to be. You see, that's the first time he gets in that suit. And you see there, he's, he's finally, he doesn't have, even have a clue. We saw the very end first. We see him using his superpowers and figuring out how to use all of it. But we see at the very beginning, it starts off with him just putting the suit on and him becoming super, super, super small. He didn't really know how to quite figure out, we're gonna see over the next couple of clips how he kind of develops into the suit and how he figures out how to use the suit and how he used the power. Because at first, if, how many of you guys have ever seen the movie? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, a lot of you guys. So you guys, you guys are tracking me. So you see here, he's just now getting it. He's just now first started to wear this suit. And he's gonna figure it all out. He has no clue. And in there, there's a guy speaking to him because this guy has led him and this guy Scott into finding this suit. And he becomes this superhero. And superheroes hardly ever do they choose themselves. Superheroes don't always choose themselves. They're chosen by someone else. Hey, you're gonna be this incredible person. You're gonna be this. And here's what I want you to know as a church. And we looked at this, that God used the common to do uncommon, but God wants you to know this, that you're the common. He wants to use you. I think it's very, I think all, a lot of times in church, we come into church and we're like, man, God wants to use that person. God can use that person in a great way. God can use that person in a great way. And I think a lot of times when we're pointing our finger, God wants us to know that God actually wants to use us. 
It's easy for us to say, well, God wants to use them because they have that talent, or God wants to use them because they have that talent, God wants to use them because they're incredible at that, or man, they're a good singer, or, man, they're good at business, or they're good at that, or they're good at that. And every time you're pointing your finger saying, hey, they can do that, they can do that, God's saying, hey, I'm showing you that God can use them because I want you to know that I want to use you. And if you're in here today and you, you find yourself in that season of life where you're saying, man, I'm just, I, don't have all, I don't have all the gifts, I don't have all the talents, or hey, that person, they're really good, I, I think God should use them. I, you know what, God needs to use my spouse. <laughs> Like, God, make them be a missionary. Send them far away. No. Um, or we're thinking, man, God, use, use my friend, God, because you, they're, they're really incredible at this. Or, or God, use this person. Or God, use this person. And God's saying, no, I really want to really do something in you. I really want to really use you. you guys, Diana told you guys, and I, I mentioned at welcome time, we took six high school students with us to camp. And, and I'm watching these kids. And, it, and I love camp. I love conference because it starts off slow and then it builds into something greater. And, and we were there for three full days. And week one, they're kind of checking out. They're kind of like, this is lame. And I can't believe my church camp. I can't believe I paid to go to church camp to hear about Jesus for three days. Like, that's way too much Jesus. And, and they're there. And I, the week day two or, con, or session two, they're like, okay, I think this may work for me. I, I think I may, this, this might actually might be for me. And, and then by session three, they're like, hey, this is for me. And by session four, they're saying, hey, I'm all in. I'm going. I'm, I'm going to follow Jesus. And by the last day, they're like, hey, God, here I am. Him, you, you can use me. Now, I believe that's how it always starts. And if you're here today, you're saying, hey, God, use that person. God, use that person. God, use, use that person. Maybe you ask yourself the question this. God, you, you think maybe, maybe, maybe you talk to God like I talk to God. Maybe you're like, God, do you think maybe, possibly, potentially, maybe, is it possible you might want to consider me even being a remote possibility of being used by you? It, like, we want to ask him it the long way. We want to give God a way out. Like, God doesn't need a way out. God, do you think maybe you could, um, uh, you probably could use me, but do, wouldn't it be better if you just use Jordan? Because it seems like he's already, ha it seems like he's already on the right track. Like you just use him. If you feel like you're the farthest off the track, you're probably the most likely person that God wants to use. You're like, wow, Wes, that's, that seems pretty, that, that pretty, that seems pretty extreme, Wes. And, and here's what I want you to know. The Bible is pretty extreme. Here's what I want you to know. I believe Jesus it's pretty extreme. He can use some unlikely people. Let's roll the next clip. In this scene here, we see here he learns the art of becoming small. And when he can figure out how to be small, then he can, be, he can figure out how to use that, that sweet spot of being small. When you look at Superman, once he figured out how to fly, then he could really figure it out. Spider-Man, once he learned how to use his webs, he could really figure out what well, Ant-Man, if he could figure out how to use his, his, his smallness and his, his ability to become super small, then he can use that. And he partners up with different kinds of ants and partners with them and he becomes team with them. But you and I, I believe today, if you and I can make ourselves small, God can make you and I big. If you and I can make ourselves small, God can make you and I Big. I think a lot of times, I think growing up and, and being in ministry, I used to think, God, just give me big opportunity. God, give me big opportunity. God, give me big opportunity. God, give me big opportunity. God's like, I don't need to give you big opportunity until you present yourself small. And Wes, I don't need to use you in a great way. God, Wes, I just need, God said to me, Wes, I just need you to be, become less of yourself. My whole entire life, I've always tried to become a little bit less of myself. And, and God says, the more you can less and the more you can be, more you can decrease, the more I can, I actually can increase you. I can actually use you if you come to me just willing. If you come to me saying, well, God, I'm just an ordinary guy. I, I, I'm just basic, if you will. And you can do something incredible with me and through me and with me. You don't have to be incredible to be used by God. I, I love the, the men that God used in the Bible. God used a common man to build just a, a common boat to become, to be the savior of the world. One boat saved the, the human race by a common 
man, God used common people all throughout Scripture, but all those common people had to make themselves super, super small. God used a, a man by the name of Moses. He was just a common guy, an ordinary guy to part a, part a body of water to people so, people so people could walk through it so their lives could be changed. There was two common pieces of wood that built a cross that changed your and mine life. We and I, you and I, God wants us to be common. And when we're common, he knows that God can do uncommon things. And whenever we present ourselves as small, then God can do even greater things with our life. Maybe you're here today and you're like, Wes, I'm not, uh, I'm not that incredible. I, I really can't figure out how to harness my superpower. Or maybe your list is whatever your list is, but maybe you're here today and you say, you know what, I've got too much of a, a past to have any kind of a future. Scott was a guy with a bad past and he had an opportunity to change his future by figuring out how to harness this whole Ant-Man process to become this thing. And so if you're here today, you're like, Wes, I'm just, I'm too, I'm too beat up, Wes. I, I, my story, you just, you, you my story's too bad. Um, my, my story's, my story's like, you know, it's, the, my past is deep. Like, it's the kind of past that you, you, you don't even want to talk about it. it. It's so, it's that bad. And I want you to know that if you have a past, God can still use you. Let's take up this next clip. Baskin and Robbins. <laughs> Superhero and Baskin and Robbins. You're like trying to figure out how those two kind of mix in. And in this story, as you're, as you're kind of unfolding it and as the movie kind of goes on, he, before he starts becoming Ant-Man, he has to get a job and no one can, has, no one can give him a job. And, and if, you, if you watch the movie in, in detail, you find out he actually has a, an engineering degree. But he, because he stole, he, he did time and and, and his past kind of stopped him from, he got out of jail, he was there for three years and one of his other buddies got out the year before and picks him up in this van and they say, hey bro, well, let's, go, let's go rob something. He's like, no man, I'm gonna change my life. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change my, I'm gonna change, everything's gonna change about me. And so he, he can't find any job. He gets a job at Baskin Robbins and he lies about, what, about his past. And I think for you and I in here today, we think that man, God can never use us because our past is so deep. Our past is so, our past is so long. Our, our, our past is, it's the kind of past that no one, no one needs to know about because it's, it's, it's a babble. The more we study the scripture, we find out that God can use people. You don't have to have a spotless record for God to use you. You don't have to have a ton of abilities. You don't have to have a perfect past. You can be just average, ordinary, common person, come to God, small, and God can do incredible things with and through you. But here's the point, I, I was telling our, our team today, we have a dream team and, and everyone that you see putting on this environment today, we, we call them dream team. That's, that's what we call them, they serve and they, they make sure your kids are taken care of and they're changing diapers and they're, they're playing guitars and they're serving you guys, they're setting this place up on Saturday nights, they're breaking it down when you guys leave and our dream team comes and, and does, does all, all these things. But one of the things I, I was telling them today, I think a lot of us sometimes, we wanna be incredible, we wanna be great, but we let our past haunt us. We let our past hold us hold us back. We let our past cripple us from being all that God's called us to be. And here's what I was telling them this morning. Like, I, I want God to do something great in Duke's life. I do. I said, man, I, want, I, I think about them a lot. I talk about, I talk about you guys a lot. It's weird. I talk about you guys a lot. If your ears are ever burning, I'm talking about you guys. But I'm telling them, man, I, we, we just, we like dream. Like, we, this is like coaching for us. This isn't like, we, it's called pastoring, but we call it coaching. But we just see people like, man, we just, we see like, man, God wants to do something great in their life. And God wants to do something great in their life. And we want that. Like, man, what if, what if they do this? And what if they do this? And what if they do that? That would be great if they could do that. And this team could come together and we could be incredible and God could do great things. And, and so we start strategizing how God can use their gifting and their talents and their abilities and, and their talents and their abilities. And, and we kind of dream a little bit. And we're laying in bed, we're talking, man, they're gonna be great. They're gonna be incredible. I, I can want God to do something great in Duke's life, and I do. 
But Duke knows this. If Duke doesn't want God to do anything great in his life, then it doesn't matter how bad I want it. Is that fair to say? Like, it, it, just, it really doesn't, it doesn't matter. It just, it, it, it doesn't matter at all. I, I love Bess, and Bess is a teacher, and she's a world changer, and I love teachers because they have the hardest job, in, I think, in the world, and that's because teaching's so hard, that's why they have summer break and winter break. You know, if there was no, those two holidays, there would be no teachers, you know? Um, no one could do it for a year round, but I could want God to do something great in Bess's life, but you know, if Bess doesn't want God to do something great in her life, then it really doesn't matter what I want for her because she has to own it. She has to say, God's gonna use me in, in, a great, in a great way. I think God's gonna do something great in Ashley's life. And I'm watching God do something great in Ashley's life. But if Ashley doesn't want God to do something great in Ashley's life, then God's not gonna do anything great in Ashley's life. You have to own it. You have to own, you have to own you. You have to be who God's called you to be. You gotta, you know what? I can say, man, God's gonna use you in a great way, but I can't let go of your past. Only you can let go of your past. And you can't let go of my past. Only I can let go of my past. A lot of us in here today, we deal with shame and guilt from our past. I feel like that's the most crippling thing in America today is shame and guilt. And we get eaten up and Satan uses shame and guilt all the time. But if I can't forgive myself and if I can't move on from my past, if I can't shake the shame, it really doesn't matter because I have to do that for myself. And you have to do that for yourself. I think some of you guys in here today, you have a great calling on your life. I was talking to Diana about one of my friends today and I said, you know, I said, this person right here, God's got a great calling on her life. I believe that, but I don't think they're living out their calling. And I do that. And I don't know if that's judgmental or if that's love or how that works out. But I think some of you guys have this great calling for your life, but you're not living out, the, you're not actually living out the calling that God has for your life. And it's, it's miserable for you because every day I was telling a friend about this. Have you ever woke up and just follow along with me for a moment? This is totally off the script. Have you ever w woke up one day and the day you woke up, it was just a normal day. It literally was like the whole day was in black and white. It was kind of a miserable day. And then about somewhere through the day, whatever it be one o'clock in the afternoon or two o'clock or five o'clock or six o'clock, you said to yourself, I can't wait to go to bed tonight because I want this day to end. Have you ever had that day? I've had that day before. You know what stinks about that day? My mom told me right before I got up here today, quit saying stupid. I just said it, but I listened to you, I just, I, but I just, I didn't say it. I was telling you what she told me not to say. But I've woke, you know what's worse than having that day is waking up the next day and having that same exact day that you had the day before. Just nod your head if you've ever experienced that before. <laughs> a lot of us have. Most of us have. And if you haven't had it yet, maybe you're in denial of having that day. But I feel like we've all had that day. You know what's worse than having it two days in a row? Having it three days in a row. And having it four days in a row. But you know what I know what happens after day five? The days begin to all blend in. And you know what happens that stinks? Is that you'll actually live that day, if you've lived it five days, five, you can go from five days to 10 days really quick. And if you live it 10 days, before you know it, you look back and you lived it 10 years. And what happens is, is you, you I, don't know, I don't know how to get you out of that. But here's how I know that people that got out of it. Someone eventually went up to him and said, hey, God's gonna use you in a great way. God's gonna, you know, God's gonna use you incredible. My dad texts me almost every Sunday, either before the service or after the service, because he helps boost my self-confidence and uh, I need that. But either before, today it started up before and he was like, hey, 
you know, thanks for last week. It got me to today. And make sure you give people hope and, and, and make sure you encourage people with the good news that Jesus loves them, God cares them. So I get that every, I get that every week. And my, my dad and my mom have always been great cheerleaders for me. And so sometimes if no one cheers for me, I cheer for myself, you know? And so, but work, pray for me. I'm, I'm getting better with it. But I realize, I realize this is that eventually someone comes along to you and they put your arm around you and say, hey, God's got a plan for your life. God's gonna use you in a great way. And they build up enough relationship with you to say, hey, are you living out your calling? And you look at them like, mind your own business. <laughs> it's none of your business. Don't ask about my calling. You worry about your calling. And that bothers you. And what happens after it bothers you enough, you actually wake up one day and through God's sovereignty and God's plan, God uses people and you say, maybe they're right. Maybe I'm actually not living out the plan that God has for my life. And then that conversation starts a little bit like, maybe God possibly, potentially, maybe, possibly, maybe he consider might be using me to turns into a, you know what? I think God actually wants to use me. And then someone comes along the way and they say, hey, remember when you were 16 years old? You remember when you were 17 and God told you he was gonna use you in a great way? And for some of you guys in here today, maybe the way that God wants to use you is for you just to wave in the parking lot. And that'll be God using you in a great way because you haven't waved anybody for years because something happened to you years ago and you're so mad at people that you don't even want to wave at people. So maybe that's for some of you guys in here today, if, you, if you've ever been there before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe for some of you guys, guys maybe it's just a, maybe you're just waving in the parking lot. It's just a simple thing. Maybe for some of you guys in here today, it's using a gifting and talent and ability that's, that's, even, that's even greater than that. I don't know, but for some people, it may just be a, it may just be a, a wave. It may just be a, hey, how are you today? If you're struggling with your past in here tonight, I want you to know the Bible says this, that God's grace is all that you need. The Bible tells that my power, God says my power works best in weakness. Like you wanna know when God's power is strong, come to him with your weakness and watch how strong he is in your weakness. He says, I can do incredible things in your weakness. He says, so now, Paul says this, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast. Paul said, so now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. He's like, hey, I've got weaknesses and I'm okay. And whenever you have weaknesses coupled up with God's power and God's strength and God's incredible goodness, then you're like, I'm okay. Paul's like, I'm in a good place. If I can get to the place where I realize I'm weak, God shows up and God does immeasurably more than we can ask or think. It's a superhero movie, so it ends. The good guy wins just in case you're wondering. Um, here's what I wanted to drive home today. Here's what I want you to know. That in spite of your past, God wants to use you. I don't care how bad it is. Doesn't matter how bad it is. The guy had a past, Scott has a past, and they use him and he, he's used it. He, there's a lot of stories going on in this movie, but he, because he, because he defeats this one guy, really he saves, he saves the world. He saves the entire world. In spite of your past, God can use you. All the things that happened that you're not proud of, that you didn't plan, that you didn't pursue yourself, inside circumstances, outside circumstances, God, in spite of your past, God wants to use you. In spite of your, in spite of your abilities or lack of abilities, God wants to use you. It doesn't matter how great you are, how incredible you are, God wants to use you. Basically what I wanted to make sure you got today is that if you have a pulse in here today, whether it's strong or a weak one, 
God wants to use you. He wants to. God wants to use you. If you're in here today, like, well, I have a pulse and I don't want to be used by God. God wants to use you. God wants to use you in an incredible, incredible way. Some of you guys in here today, I think God might have, maybe, God wanted me to tell some of you in here today that if God put a dream in your heart, God put a, God put a calling on you to do something for him, for the kingdom of God. Maybe it, it starts, I know that starts at home, like serving the world starts at home and your neighbors. And, but would you go back to it again? Would you, would you go back to him and, and talk to him again about that, about that calling? Because if, if he put a calling on your life, if he's put a calling on your life, he wants you to live it out. And if he's put a calling in your heart, he's given you the ability to live out the calling. I was just above average in everything in life. I played basketball. I was just, I did just enough to get by, asking my dad after the service. I did just enough to get by. And everything he said to me, after, I, you know, if I was bad in a game, Dukes, my dad would be like, you have to ride home with me. I hated riding home with him when I was bad. If I looked at a ref wrong, if I smiled at the ref wrong, like I had to ride home. And I, I only lived 10 minutes from my high school, but 10 minutes can take a long time when your dad's giving it to you. You know what I'm saying? If your dad's ever given it to you before, you know what I'm talking about. Like, you know, I, I get everything from, I brought you in this world, I'll take you out of this world. I'm like, like I missed a basket, you know? Like, but I had it to, I mean, to Bible verses, to the far extreme about, I got all of it in 10 minutes. Sometimes we sit in that parking lot. It was, it was we sit in that parking lot for a long, and that, that, we didn't even leave the parking lot. Like, it was, we were pretty, like, my friends are at home and in bed. I'm still in the parking lot at the gym. <laughs> and I, uh, I did all that. And I, and I, it was, and I, and I would do all those things. And I, 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 it's easy for me to, to live my life and think about some of the things that I did that I, I would just worked a little bit harder than I could have. But my whole life, my dad's like, you my dad would push me. It was probably good. Some of it was good, some of it was bad. Depend on who you ask. <laughs> but I just did just enough to get by. And there come a point in my life where I had to realize that Wes, where God was like, Wes, the average is over. If you would come to me and present yourself to me, I can actually do something with you. And so what I want for us as a community, as a, as a community of believers and friends and this church and you, if you're here visiting today, I want, I want maybe God today or maybe God used me today to, to stir up that passion one more time. If God put a book in your heart, friend, write the stinking book. If he put a, if he put a, if he's put the ability to teach in you, then go to a community group and serve in one and teach. And if God put a, God put a word in your heart to live out in some position or something in, in life and then go and be that word to somebody. Whatever it is that God's called you to do, go and do it. If God called you to ministry when you were 12 years old, then join the dream team and start serving, the, serving this church. If you wanna do something great, God, I, I meet so many guys, I want God to use me, I want God to use me. I'm like, man, well then just take out the trash here. And if you be faithful, then God can do something great in your life. I told you guys my story, I start off with just picking up trash. Picking up trash. I want to be in ministry, pastor. Okay, pick up trash. I'm like, that's not ministry. Well, what I found out looking backwards, everything's hindsight, looking at the rear mirror, like ministry starts with picking up trash. If God's put something in you, then start doing something. If you start doing something, you're faithful and it's long enough, God will give you something greater. And if you're faithful with that, God will use you and God will give you something greater. And if you're faithful with that, God will use you and do something greater.
but it starts somewhere. It starts somewhere. I'm gonna invite you to bow your head and close your eyes.